this market has created a candidate shortage. I know I'm feeling it. I know our clients are feeling it. I know you're feeling it. Our guest today is going to talk about how to manage through a candidate shortage from a company's perspective. She's an HR director at a $2 billion company here in DFW. You'll want to listen. Welcome to Unity Talks, where the hiring experts of Dallas-based recruiting firm Unity Search engage in lively discussion with successful business leaders to dissect their careers and how they got to where they are today, the obstacles overcome to reach their success, and steps they've taken to stay at the top of their respective fields. So listen in as we provide you with the thought-provoking conversation and ideas that keep industries moving forward. And welcome back to another edition of the Unity Talks podcast. And we're going to get started straight away because the topic that we're talking about today is I could talk for probably two hours on it only to be topped by our guest who could out talk me on it, as you will see. Our topic today is how companies and corporations are responding to a candidate short market coming out of the pandemic. And it just seems like a wild market. I know in my 18 years in the staffing industry, I've not seen a market like this. And she's going to give us our corporate view, our resident expert, Bree Davis, HR Director from Arcosa. Thanks yes. so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. glad to be here, Dave. Absolutely. This is going to be great. Like I said, you can out-talk me on this. <laughs> and you have solutions that have worked for your current company at Arcosa yes. that I think our audience would love to hear what those solutions are and a little bit of trouble that y'all ran into, which caused y'all to relook at this. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to first start by kind of introducing you to our audience. So, okay. you know, I often do this. Waxahachie, Texas. <laughs> that's where we're from. Just south of the Metroplex. Yes. Okay. You're nine years old playing around in the front yard. But what did you want to be when you were nine years old? Yes. Before I answer that, let's say Waxahachie, Texas. Not Waxahachie. It's <laughs> Not Waxahachie. Waxahachie, Texas. All right. And only native Waxahachie. Um, people know Waxahachie, Texas, but nine, right. ten years old in Waxahachie, Texas, come from a really large family. I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, and it was all about helping people. So how can I help other people? So in my little nine, ten-year-old brain, you know, doctors help the sick, lawyers help keep people out of trouble. So hey, I can help people in any way that I can. So. Oh, you stole my thunder. As I was walking over here, I was like, she kind of has the best of both world, worlds. She's helping people in an HR role. Mm -hmm. She's abiding by laws and regulations yes. in a human resources role. Mm -hmm. So you accomplished it. Absolutely. And at that young age, I knew nothing about HR. So going through my education is what taught me about HR. And then something clicked, clicked. to say, that's it. Clicked. Well, here's the other thing that we just learned about HR people. Waxahachie and Waxahachie. Waxahachie like sounds so upper crest, you know, like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm not from Waxahachie. I'm from Waxahachie. Waxahachie. Let's get it clear. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, so I want you to give our audience kind of the, the three minute Brie commercial of how you got from that nine, 10 year old girl to sitting next to me today in that chair as the director of HR at Arcosa. Absolutely. So um, as the director of Arcosa, I went through many challenges to get to where I am today. That nine, 10 year old girl went through high school challenges, became a teen mom at 17 years old and had to really rethink how I thought about education and learning and skill sets and started to say, I want to help people, but I need to do that by getting an education that I can quickly get a good job and financially support my child. So I thought through 
four-year college university and made the decision to opt through with courage and perseverance and just working really hard to say, okay, let's do community college, mm -hmm. which is a little bit controversial at times. So through community college at Navarro College, I went through and got my education there, moved from Navarro College on to Paul Quinn University, a historically black college and university, and on through to get my master's at Dallas Baptist University. So from there, as I was studying my master's degree, um, I'd gone through a stint of companies just trying to figure my way of what was the best option for me and found Renna Center where I spent 12 years of, of my time at Renna Center. So there, Director of Corporate Human Resources, uh, diversity and inclusion in the end, but started my way off with recruiting, generalist, HR manager, and then on to Director of Corporate HR. So. Yeah, here's what here's what she didn't say. She yeah, she went through I don't know what was it seven positions. At yes, Renner? like if you look at her background, it's like roles. promotion, promotion, promotion. It's almost disgusting. It really is. <laughs> so you've done great. Thank you. I love two things. Number one, I love what you said through perseverance. You were a teen mom. Yes, that's hard. Most people opt to just man. I'm just gonna push through, college isn't for me, I've got to yes. support my daughter, and you found a way. And and that's the key, finding a way, right? That's mm -hmm. grit, that's perseverance. I love that. You use that, you draw on that through the rest of your career. Still now, to this day now, I draw in from that um, to make my decisions at this point. That's fantastic. That's something that, that's a legacy lever. You're going to mm -hmm. leave that with your daughter, that no matter what yes. happens in her life, she can draw on your mom, her mom's experience. Yes. And I think that's fantastic. The other thing that you said, and, and I don't want to gloss over it, you <laughs> said, I went to a community college or a junior college or whatever mm -hmm. the proper vernacular is to claim what they are today, which can be somewhat controversial. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Mm -hmm. I think people look at it at a certain, as, as a certain way. And I, I hope that that's fallen by the wayside a little yes. bit with, I mean, you talk about all the stuff that's come out of the pandemic. One of the things is we've learned is you can become a millionaire if you're, <laughs> you know, 12 years old, if you're really good at YouTube or whatever yes. social media application you're using. Yes. And, and so I hope that the stigma surrounding, hey, look, I'm getting my basic education out of the way. Mm -hmm. I'll move on to a bachelor's degree after that. Um, I hope that stigma is going by the wayside a little bit. I hope so too. And I can say it probably was one of the best decisions that I made in my life. Being from a small town, um, community college or junior college is what mm -hmm. we called it at that time. Um, Navarro College gave me great opportunities, um, smaller classes. It was less expensive. I could get my basics out of the mm -hmm. way. Um, and then it helped me be able to transition into a larger university. So. Great it's, option. Yeah, it's not, it's that intermediary step, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, in college, you really have the reins are wide open for you. So yes. this is the smaller classes. You still have a little bit more structure. It's taking baby steps and it yes. allows you more flexibility. Yes, it so, does. That's yes, great. Does. All right, you ready? Yes. <laughs> so here's how we got to this topic. Bree and I were talking yesterday and um, and I was just talking to her about how things are at COSA. And she was kind of going through some of the good things and some of the bad things. And one of the things that we had talked about that mm -hmm. is every company, all of our clients, 
us, Unity Search, Arcosa is experiencing is how to work in this candidate short market. And some of the things that have happened coming out of the pandemic, which is, you know, oh yeah, no call, no show. The candidate just didn't mm -hmm. show up. They didn't come back after lunch. They're gone. They left a note. They didn't leave a note. Yes. <laughs> Are we onboarding? How do we stem this? Can we get it corrected? And so, you know, that's going to be the crux of our conversation today. And, and I'd like to start by just kind of opening it up for you mm -hmm. on how has it been with Arcosa and a candidate short market? Yes. And what do you feel like your top two to three struggles are from a human resources perspective helping your organization? Absolutely. Great questions, um, Dave. And so for me, Arcosa, we when we spun off from Trinity Industries over to Arcosa, just three years old. So we're kind of a baby company. So some of the challenges that we're facing, number one is when people see us, it's the branding. So they think Arcosa, they think you're a new company, a startup company, but we really are a spinoff from a very strong, stable company. We have that entrepreneur feel, but really a stable company. Um, but in the market, when people are looking at the, us and they're sourcing, they don't ar know Arcosa. So that's one of our challenges, just getting our branding out there and getting people to know who we are as a company um, and knowing that we're a good, stable company. Number two is just what we talked about. What you just mentioned now is the ghosting piece. So how do you prevent ghosting? How do you engage and attract that talent coming into the organization um, without them ghosting you? Sometimes few and far between, um, we may have interview sessions that take a little bit longer or someone um, has to give their notice and they may have to give a three week notice because they're finishing up projects and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, we like that loyalty. But during that three week stint of bringing the new person on board, then you could run the risk of losing them for various different reasons. One being that there's other competitive companies out there that are giving strong offers because they're basing that offer off of what you have given them. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing. So you may get someone, you make an offer to that person, they may decline the offer or they may accept the offer, but if they accept it, you're not done yet. You have to yeah. still engage and draw them into the company. You have to keep re-recruiting them. That, that's the key. Okay, I wanna go back to the branding, then I wanna, we're gonna spend a lot of time on that number two, re-recruiting them. Yes. On number one, the branding. Mm -hmm. I'm finding that branding matters so much more nowadays. Like for me, I know when I came to Unity, it's like, oh, you want to come look at our office? And I'm like, I don't care about the office. I don't care. Any, I know what our, my mission is. Let's go do it. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, though, the brand market awareness, what your mission is as a company mm -hmm. um, has increased so much. Are you finding that as well on your end? Yes. So people want to know who you are. They want to know your culture. They're not just joining Arcosa. They are joining what they consider their family. You're at work eight hours or longer a day. So that's your family and you are really invested in it. So they want to know your brand. What do you stand for? What's your mission? What's your values? So that's very important in this it's, day's market. Yeah, it's huge. And, and make no mistake about it, you know, Arcosa may be, you refer to it as a baby company, but it yeah. is a spinoff of a, a very long-standing company in Trinity here locally. But for those that don't know, I mean, Arco we're a billion plus 
were yes. publicly traded. So Close to two billion. Yeah. while it may be a baby company, I mean, it is a it isn't one of these small mama. It is a big company that yes. is growing rapidly yes. in today's market. So growing rapidly. So things mm -hmm. that pop into my head about candidates not showing up for work. Mm -hmm. um, right now with this candidate shortage, candidates king. Yes. So they're getting multiple offers. Mm -hmm. They got your offer and they may tell you, hey, this is great. I appreciate it. That's a great offer. I accept. But they may still be recruiting or interviewing and yes. finishing out the process with other firms. So you are very right in to say it's not done, not only until they show up day one, mm -hmm. it's not done until they're there for 30, 60, 90, six yes. months. Yes. Um, and you have to re-recruit them. So tell me a little bit about uh, your journey in re-recruiting people and how you y'all came up with this. Yes, so we quickly learned um, that onboarding was very important to us. So in the recruitment process, you can have a wonderful recruitment process, great interview process, but the re-recruiting, that onboarding piece is key and essential to really bringing in that talent and having someone come and join your company versus ghosting the company. So we quickly learned through myself and my peers who joined the company that hey, look, you know, this person has joined the company. However, it's taking three weeks for them to come on. We've got to figure out a way that this onboarding process is something that's engaging, that wants them, makes them want mm -hmm. to join our company. Yeah. So we came up with a project team. Um, we created an onboarding project team, and they went to work doing some research on what does a good onboarding process look like, and even looked at it personally for themselves. What would I have wanted to have um, in this market joining a new company. So they put their heads together and created our onboarding project so that we could be um, streamlined across the company and everyone that comes into the company has a very similar experience and we feel comfortable that that's a good experience for our employees. Now, y'all created this project team because y'all were getting feedback that it wasn't going so well yes. from from live on you know live candidates coming to work yes from live candidates coming to work and even our hr team so when we got that feedback when we were having our 30-day surveys or either someone that's just stopping by to talk to hr they're like well you know i um came on board and my first week nobody really even paid attention or no one took me to lunch on my first day it was kind of on my own and and so i felt a little alone so okay. that's not how we want people to feel. We have a great company. And so we don't want people to feel like they're joining a company and they're just kind of sitting there without anybody to help them. Yeah, listening to you talk, I'm putting myself in those shoes and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> you know, getting married, getting divorced, buying a house, a death of a loved one, you know, changing careers. Yes. Like the most stressful things that you can do um, in your life. So carrying them through that process. but. So here's my question about that. How did that change with the pandemic? Because a lot of people are remote. Like, yes. I think y'all have just started coming back and y'all have mm -hmm. some type of hybrid schedule. How do you do that with a hybrid schedule? But then how do you do, what's the advice for people who are still like, yeah, I'm remote and I'm hiring someone who lives in, you know, Corsicana, Texas, and they don't have to come into the office. That's great. So we have a remote population and we have a population in our plant 
um, employees that have been working throughout the pandemic. So we were considered essential. So we have different onboarding plans. So, so be the judge of, of my company, give me brutal feedback. <laughs> we just created a 30, 60, 90 day kind of roadmap for our new hires. Are we on the right track or are we out of our mind? You're absolutely on the right track. In today's market and even before now, it's so important that employees feel that they're valued, that they're heard, they're engaged, um, and that the company really wants them. Even more so with the pandemic, especially coming to a hybrid situation. So now we are a hybrid situation, not a completely remote. So our employees want to know, okay, what's in it for me for coming back into the office? So that 30, 60, 90 day plan works for remote, but it also works for hybrid schedules or in the office. So you're on the right track with the 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah, we went through this period. I was just mm-hmm. reading this article. So we went through this period. It's called the Great Resignation. All these people are resigning. It's been in the media like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, now they say it's for those people who participated in the great resignation. Now it's the great regret mm-hmm. because 72% of people have looked back and said, man, I really wish I wouldn't have done what I did. I quit my job. It was paying well and I haven't found something else. Mm-hmm. Um, are, have, you, have you guys looked at the marketplace and said, look, we need people. Mm-hmm. We have people that want to come back. We got to treat them with open arms. We've got to re-recruit them. Yes. And how do you get your leaders to buy into this? Great question. So I think for us is we did a really good job of capturing good talent. So we knew the good talent that we had, which had resigned for the great resignation. And our leaders were not afraid. And sometimes it takes a lot of courage to just reach out and say, hey, you know, how are you doing in that opportunity? And even for me personally, I had a person that resigned um, from a role. And so when we had a role that was a better fit for her, we had to reach out and say, hey, how are you feeling in that current role? We'd love to have you back. So I think that is key to really capturing and really having great succession plans and and talent profiles so you understand your talent um, so that when talent does leave, you're not afraid in the future to say, hey, this person was really good. I wouldn't mind having them back. I love that. It's almost as if you can put it in two categories, what that manager has to do. Either Mm -hmm. A, that manager really has to have a lot of guts, as you put it, (laughs) like, man, I've got to have a lot of guts to do this. Or B, it's kind of the same thing, though people would put them in different buckets, is I'm going to swallow a little bit of pride here. Mm-hmm. And, and we're all prideful. We're all proud of our jobs of to are. a certain degree and what we do and the status we hold in an organization. But, you know, to your point, if that person's really good and, and maybe they are struggling and I have a need on my team, yes. and you swallow a little pride, pick up the phone, send them a text, engage them in a conversation, and that's okay. Even if they say no. Sometimes they will. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. You know, yes. you're happy for them. They will, I think, think of you differently. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Bree really reached out to me. She really cares about me. That's cool. If if I ever have a, an opportunity to go back, maybe in the future, if this doesn't work out, then I'm going to reach back out to her. So it just keeps those doors open. It does. It does. I think and that's, that's great. Important. Yeah. That's important. That's, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about is there a way to prevent, so going back to ghosting, mm-hmm. okay? They, they just don't show up mm-hmm. or they accept and then crickets. 
yes. you never hear from them again. Is there a way to prevent this? Is there a way to like stem the tide? What, what do we do? Yeah, I think sometimes there are ways to prevent it and sometimes there isn't. So communication is key. And, and I say this all the time, no matter what you're doing, it's about communicating, engaging, talking to. So through that recruitment process, you got to know this person. How do you really get to know them and what they're interested in and their values, those types of things, and keep them engaged throughout that process. So keep reaching out to them. Make that a part of your onboarding process. One of the things we have is a welcome card. So we have welcome cards or our recruiters or hiring managers will pick up the phone and call the person to say, hey, how's it going? We're really excited for you to join us on this day. And guess what? We're working on this project. So continuing to engage and communicate will help the ghosting. Unfortunately, we can't prevent it. Yeah, th I, I like that. I think that is critical. I, mm -hmm. I don't think we can prevent it. I think I, I agree with you there. Like it's not fil foolproof. Yes, um, yes. But over communicating and, over. and just continuing to set expectations as mm -hmm. to what's next in the process. Exactly. What's next in the process and just mm -hmm. being really open and transparent. And going uh, back to that onboarding plan, this is what your first day is going to look like. This is what your first week is going to look like. Yep. So. And then in 30 days, we're going to check mm -hmm. in on these things. We expect you to be able to do this, this, this. Yes. We're real transparent. And we also want you to evaluate us. Exactly. Are you getting the training? And we're gonna mm -hmm. do that at 60 and 90 days. Yes. Because they wanna know, am I doing well? Mm -hmm. How am I performing? What can I do better at? And I, I think the other thing is they wanna know that there's a career path for them. Absolutely. This isn't just a year. This is, man, I can see myself here in five, six. Mm -hmm. I can see myself in your position. Yes. And that's exciting to people. That is exciting. The other thing I think um, in terms of ghosting is uh, the on the onboarding process. Let's not even talk about the onboarding process. We just we covered that on being uh -huh. open and transparent. The interview process. Mm -hmm. If if I know I'm going to interview with a client and again, candidates king, I've got a lot of opportunities that are sitting out there. Yes. People yes. are needing others. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to make me take three tests come back and meet five, six different times, panel interviews, and it's gonna be a three or four week. I'm probably gonna lose interest. Yes. Because other companies aren't making me do this. Absolutely, yeah. So have y'all looked at, I don't even know if y'all's process is cumbersome. It's probably not. Maybe mm -hmm. it once was and you've trimmed it up. How, how do you evaluate your current process? Yeah, I think it once was and we've trimmed it up and we had to do that through trial and error. Mm -hmm. So you lose good talent because your process is long. Nobody wants to stay in a long process. Everybody wants that feedback. You, re you recruit them, you interview with them. They want that feedback right away. They want to find out and know if they're going to be selected for the position and for the job. Nobody wants a long process. So through trial and error, we realized, okay, we can't have that long process. So we need to narrow it down. We need to make it specific. And it's different in various different groups because some you do want to have some testing. Others you don't need to. If you don't need to test, then we don't need to test. We can move forward and pass that process. That's right. Yeah. So. There. Yeah. There are gonna. It depends highly on the position. Correct. You're right. I mean, if mm -hmm. we're if we're talking about a very technical role, like a mm -hmm. software developer, and and they may need some type of test because they yes. realize, 
historically when we've hired people into this department, mm -hmm. they've underperformed. Yes. So now we, we've created a test to make sure we're hiring the proper level. I, I get that. Mm -hmm. We don't need that on every single department. Not every department. Yeah. So do you find, we talked a little bit about transparency, 30, 60, 90 days, being mm -hmm. very transparent, mm -hmm. setting proper expectations. During this um, recruiting phase, and we'll call it a honeymoon phase, of they resign from their other company and they're working their two weeks. Yes. Um, so during those two phases, do you find yourself, especially during the recruiting phase, do you find yourself like, um, sometimes we'll call it in, in an external recruiting firm, we mm -hmm. almost call it like negative selling, mm -hmm. you know, or we're almost trying to scare them away, but not really mm -hmm. scare them away. So are you really sure that this is the right fit for you? You know, and, and Absolutely. because we, we, Unity Search, we want them to show up for our client, be happy with their job. The client's happy, the candidate's happy. That's a great marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, have y'all tried anything like that where you're just getting really candid, almost making it ugly at times? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we do a really good job with being candid, candid because it's so important for a person to show up to a job that they know that they're going to. You don't want somebody to feel like it's a bait and switch. That's not a good start to a new employee in an onboarding process. But I think we've done a really good job of saying, hey, these are the good things. However, these are the opportunities for us, especially being three years old. We have some opportunities that we have and we're very open about those. We're doing really good in some places and other places we have opportunities. So I think we're very candid and honest about that to say, hey, this is what we're doing good. This is what we have opportunities for. Yeah, well, I, I really appreciate you being so open and honest just then and talking about how you know, your organization has really tried to learn mm -hmm. from the past and, and be nimble. And I mean, almost yes. a $2 billion company, but we're nimble enough and mm -hmm. know that we need to make changes to become better. Yes. And that in and of itself is hard to recognize. Absolutely. At times, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you're like, you're proud. No, this is the way we do. It's the seven most dangerous words in business. <laughs> like, that's the way we've always done it. And yes. that's such a scary term to say. Um, I know for me, you said something that really resonated with me earlier. You said, we're re-recruiting mm -hmm. throughout the interview process. Mm -hmm. And it really hit home to me because I'm applying that to m my current team. Yes. I need to re-recruit my current team. I, I, that is an area that I need to get better at is mm -hmm. re-recruiting almost daily. Yes. You know, yes. and some days you're on, some days you're off, but almost daily you're re-recruiting because mm -hmm. you, you can't afford the cost of a new hire mm -hmm. to lose your current people. Yes. Have y'all uh, talked about retention? Yes, retention is at the forefront of our mind and the re-recruiting piece. Um, I think we talk about that almost weekly, the re-recruiting, re-recruiting my own personal team, our whole HR department. How do we get them involved? We conducted our first engagement survey this year because we wanted to know from the employee, you know, how are we doing? What can we do better? Um, and so that re-recruitment started with all of those types of things. It's important. Yeah, these are all, they're such new things for us, mm -hmm. but it's not like they're overly complicated. No. no. I mean, they're just simple things that, mm -hmm. you know, that we should be doing and we should have been doing them forever. Yes. It's just the market has brought it to so much light that it causes mm -hmm. us to really rethink 
how mm -hmm. we've done business, which is, it's really good to rethink how we've done business. So I agree. I, I very agree. much appreciate that. Okay, so here we are. It flies by like this, doesn't oh, it? Oh man. I mean, we can keep going. Time? Yeah, we can keep going for a while here. So what is, uh, I would, I'd ask you, what are the, I don't know, two biggest pieces of advice that you would give to someone who we're going to take two buckets, mm -hmm. number one, during the recruiting process and number two, um, during the onboarding process. Those are two different recruiting yes. and yes. onboard. Yes. Those are distinct. What is the advice that you would give when candidates are in both of those categories? And I would say, and, and I think I just said this before, communicate, communicate, communicate. Make sure you're engaging. Make sure, make sure you're making the candidate or new employee feel valued and that they're heard, being inclusive. I know we haven't talked about diversity and inclusion today, but that's very important um, in our recruitment efforts, ensuring that our employees feel included. So in the recruitment process and both in the onboarding stage, you need to ha let the person have a voice. Love that, love that. You can even let your team mm -hmm. have a voice in reaching out to yes. that new hire. Yes. I mean, hopefully they know they're gonna be there and they can reach out. I'm so mm -hmm. glad that you're gonna be part of our team. I'm happy, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. And it's just that, you know, that warm welcome, open arms attitude yes. that people love to receive. Absolutely. And I think for us, um, this onboarding project team that we created really helped us sit back and think about that and see how it works for our different business units and business segments from corporate to our business units out in our plant locations. It can be a little bit different, but still that communication, that engaging and helping people have a voice and feel valued. That's this, that's the interesting thing about a large company because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm viewing it through the lens of a small company. But the interesting thing about a large company is you've got plant locations, yes. you've got corporate locations, you've got divisions that y'all just acquired Yes. and they haven't really come into the Arcosa fold, yes. but they're coming into the Arcosa fold. And so how do you get them to adopt this whole onboarding, yes. you know, while they may be losing some people in mm -hmm. there in Memphis, Tennessee or Nashville mm -hmm. and managing through that just creates more challenges. But I think for someone like you, um, those are the challenges we seek. Yes. That's what makes it fun. You, yeah. you want to attack the challenges. Absolutely. It's challenging, but it's worth it. Our people are the most important part of any business. Yeah. That's actually, to bring it full circle, I'm thinking of these challenges that you would face in your role managing mm -hmm. plants and corporate and divisions and new companies and things. And that's where you draw on kind of that grit and perseverance that yes. you developed early in life. Like, you know, team, you rally the troops, team, we can get through this and we're gonna make it great. Yes. And we're gonna assess ourselves. And I think that's so cool that you're able to do that and draw on those resources from your earlier life. Yes, it's important. Um, every opportunity I take, and I always share this with everyone, our applicants and our employees, always be learning. You can always learn. Yeah. So, from anybody from anybody doesn't matter so who always it is learn well i tell you what i have learned from Bree davis <laughs> today and her experiences at arcosa and things that we will apply at unity search so i'm just so thankful that you were here today thank you so much for joining us thank you thank yeah. you for having me absolutely and for those listeners hopefully you snagged a couple of things that you can implement at your company or your department 
or you can manage up and you can talk to your manager about different ideas and give them ideas to make sure that they can acquire and retain the proper talent on their team. And until next time. If you're looking for the next step in your career or the missing piece for your team, Unity Search has you covered. Whether it's finance and accounting, tax services, information technology, or human resources, Unity Search is here for you with experienced and dedicated hiring professionals. Reach out today and take the next step. Unity Search, placing you first.